0: from the Derek Duvall
1: production bunker, it's Derek Duvall! Hello, Duvall Nation. Hello. Hi, everyone. Hey. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hello, Duvall Nation, and welcome to the Derek Duvall Show. That's right. We are back with another journey into the lives of extraordinary people. Before we get into the episode, I want to give a huge shout-out to our last guest, the 90s alternative rock band, Echo Belly. Sonya and Glenn were an absolute treat to talk to. The episode was incredibly well-received. And I hope you took it upon yourselves that if the inclusion of Car Fiction tickled your fancy, that you would seek out their catalog. But yeah, thanks again to Echo Belly for being such great guests. That was one for the books for me. So... Welcome to episode 77. We've got a very exciting episode for you today. We have on the show entrepreneur and self-published author, Leigh Langston. She'll be talking about her empowering website, Geared to Black Women, her book, Keep Your Panties Up and Your Skirt Down, our mutual shared love for Michael Jackson, and so much more. She's an absolute joy to talk to. So let's go ahead and get her on out here, folks. Duval Nation, rise to your feet, and welcome all to the show all the way from Burton, Michigan, entrepreneur and author, Leigh Langston. Leigh, hello. Welcome to the Director of All Show. How has the weather been out by you today?
2: It's very hot, close to 100 today.
1: I always start my shows with the same question as how has it been for you to navigate the COVID-19 pandemic so far?
2: Uh, very weird, very sci-fi-ish at times really minded it too much being an introvert and all I was kind of used to just being a homebody but yeah it got it's still weird to me
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> so every journey has a beginning where were you born and what was it like growing up there
2: born in Flint Michigan and what was it like well I was raised by a single mom so and I grew up in the 80s so it was a different time <laughs> it was a cool time
1: Tell me, do you have any favorite memories from Baker College?
2: Oh, man, I could say that one of the great things about being a Baker College student was I did the work-study program, and I had mm-hmm. a boss named Brenda Brown, best boss I've ever had. So that's, that's one of the highlights of being a Baker College student.
1: Were there any particular classes that you enjoyed?
2: Well, I got a degree in web design there, uh, but I think the school is actually shutting down. Oh, or they may have already shut down. Yeah.
1: So, how did Dangerous Lee Publishing come to be?
2: Oh well, you know that's a that's a name I've been throwing around as of late. Uh, but I would say that my journey in publishing started shoot, when was that? Probably 2008. You know, it so long ago. I don't even remember. I think it was 2008. When, I know it's, it's crazy. It's just like time flies and you forget. Um, but I think that was in 2008 when I um, self-published my first book of short erotic stories that had an emphasis on HIV education. So I would say that was the beginning of Dangerously Publishing in that way. But my website, Dangerously.biz, is also called Dangerously Publishing. But I just kind of t- packed that title to it this year. So
1: We are going to be talking about your book shortly, as they are definitely interesting. But right now, I want to talk about your website, which is catered to educating and promoting Black women, small business owners, and entrepreneurs. Can you tell us how it got started and how much success have you had with it so far?
2: How did it get started? Well again it was called i think this was in two what was it 2020 i may have started this or it may have been 2018 i'm awful with the years on this stuff because i'm always doing way too much (laughs) um so i think it was no it might have been 2017 yeah when i started BlackGirlsAllowed.net, that's when um the website was became focused on black women business owners um and because I am a black woman who is also a business owner, um, I wanted to kind of focus on that kind of content because I learn in the process. I don't write everything that's published on the website, but I do edit it and, you know, give it the okay. And a lot of it is, you know, tips and tricks and it's very informative mm-hmm. for anyone really that's a small business owner, male or female, black or white, but the content Is catered to black women business owners because I feel like we need the extra attention. We need the extra help.
1: You know, I live here in Tulsa and the Greenwood district is about 15 minutes from my house. It is incredible how many independent black owned businesses have started to thrive in the area in the last five years. It's almost been a, what you call it, a rebirth of the area.
2: Oh, I'm happy to hear that. You know, (laughs) you don't see, we don't hear things like that. We don't hear that we give new life and birth beautiful things. We don't we don't hear that
1: enough, and it's true that we do. Am I correct to assume that you also dabble in fashion with the Dangerous Lee Mall? Uh, tell us about that, please. Yes, a little bit. You
2: know, I love fashion. I've always been told I have a very unique sense of style, and here I go again, dipping into something else with drop shipping because that's what I do at the mall. Mm-hmm. Um, is drop shipping, so I'm learning quite a bit about that. And about how it sucks to not have U.S. suppliers <laughs> it takes forever to get
1: stuff. Yeah. Well, tell us about your sense of fashion. Was it something you did from an early age or is it something that's matured along with you as you've gotten older?
2: You know, I don't know. I guess I've always kind of expressed myself with fashion. Um, back when I don't think it was that cool for girls to do, I was like shaving my hair off when I was oh. a teenager and getting my name shaved into my head and um, I'm known for kind of wearing, you know, funky shoes and just in and all of and doing this, not wearing like name brand stuff. Like that was the thing for me was, you know, you don't need to wear expensive clothes. Couldn't afford them anyway um, to look good. And that's kind of what I'm promoting at the Dangerously Mall is fashion that makes a bold statement. So, you know, if you'd like to wear statement tees and Mm-hmm. funky shoes and colorful things and throwback items and yeah do you make your own clothes no, no I think my brain would explode if I started doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely have ideas for designs you know right. you can't help but have ideas but no I think that would be taking it steps too far I don't feel like I have all the skills needed to do that correctly
1: what would you say has been the largest hurdle you've had to overcome to get yourself established in doing all this.
2: You know, it's interesting that you say that because I don't even really feel established. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not what I consider to be successful. Like I still work a regular job that also isn't paying me a living wage. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. I think that I do what I do. Really, it's a labor of love. It keeps me creative. And I do love it in a way, but it's kind of a love-hate relationship because I've said more than a few times that this is it. This is the last year that I'm going to do the website, but it's like I can never walk away from it. I mean, the website has been up for 14 years, so I feel like I can't abandon it, you know.
1: (laughs) Makes sense. So with that being said, what's the best piece of advice that you've ever been given?
2: Oh, my goodness is Is it awful that I can't think of any best advice that I've been given?
1: No, 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 not at all. It just means you haven't been given the right kind of advice yet,
2: no, I guess you're right and and that's the thing that I often wonder about too is am I doing it wrong because mm-hmm. there are there are hurdles that you know women have when starting a business or running a business that are just there automatically. We can't do anything about it, and they're even higher if you're a black woman so then you begin to think, um, am I working hard and not smart? You know, am I doing it wrong? Um, but a lot of the times you just really need, there are different things you need to put in on the type of business you run, you know, and it's those resources are not always available to you. And that, it sucks. You know, a lot of it has to do with money as well. Yeah. You know, a lot of businesses need funding and, and people aren't really giving money to us. It's it's tough. And then you have to also well I think this sometimes too. Hard work doesn't always pay off. You know, you're not guaranteed success just because you work hard and that's a tough pill to swallow too.
1: Well it can't all be bad. What's the best thing that has happened to you since you started doing all this? Oh
2: man. Well, I mean, there's been little things here and there. I won't you know, when I say I'm not successful or I don't feel successful, it that doesn't mean I haven't had some successes along the way Mm -hmm. um i feel like self-publishing my book was a success um when i was included in the uh succulent chocolate flavor two erotic anthology by zane i felt that was a success i felt Mm -hmm. starting my website was a success you know i felt getting certain jobs was a success it's just, it, it really, it becomes annoying when you hit these successes. And I guess in your own head, you say, okay, this is a stepping stone to the next step and the next, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm on my way. If you don't get there. But yeah, there's been a lot of things over the years that I'm very proud of that I've been a part of and that I've made happen. but I think sometimes that's what makes it harder to deal with because I know I'm good at what I do, but then sometimes I think, well, what do you do? Because you do everything and I think that's what I need to do is I need to step away and somebody needs to come in and tell me what I'm doing wrong, what I'm doing right and what I could be doing better. And mm-hmm. it's just, I think I'm too close to everything, you know, cause I feel like, come on, something's got to give. but it does suck when you see people doing something similar and they're getting this, you know, something out of it and you're not. So it makes, right. it makes me feel like, well, what am I doing wrong? But, It's so multi-level, so many gray areas with everything now that you really just, like you said, you just can't let that get in your head.
1: Okay, I have to ask you about your book. And full disclosure, the title is Pure Brilliance. Title is Keep Your Panties Up and Your Skirt Down, which again, first off, the title, amazingly original. Can you give us a brief synopsis about the book and where did the idea to write the book come from?
2: Penny's Up and Your Skirt Down is a book of uh, short stories. There, it's erotica, but it has an emphasis on HIV education. And the, uh, <laughs> the title comes from something my grandma used to say all the time. And it was her way of telling me And I think my other female cousins, not to have sex. So you have to picture it. Because people picture something nasty with it. Mm -hmm. And no, it's keeping your panties up, meaning on. And your skirt down, meaning don't lift your skirt up. So yeah.
1: (laughs) How long did it take you to actually write the book?
2: Oh man, how long did it take me to write this book? I don't know. Because I think a lot of the short stories are probably written over a different amount of time. But I'd say it probably took me a year to publish, edit, write, edit, publish, yeah.
1: What was the immediate response to the book?
2: Oh, my God, that was so long ago, Derek. Um, It had a a pretty good response. Everybody who's read it has enjoyed it. It has good reviews. It became an Amazon bestseller. I don't know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but, yeah, it was a pretty good reception. Everybody that reads it really enjoys it, yeah.
1: In a strange way, it's fitting that you have come on today with this book as an underlying pattern of The Derek Duvall Show is that we have guests who either work in the HIV community, are themselves HIV positive, or have created you know, documentaries or fundraisers about it, as I was unaware of what the actual topic of your book was about.
2: Oh, cool. I'm glad yeah. you learned that.
1: Okay, Duvall Nation, we're going to go ahead and take a small break, but we'll be right back with the conclusion of this amazing interview. May I suggest you take this time to refresh that drink, Take some nice, super nice, long, deep breaths. You know, Clouseau style. Also, I highly suggest you look up the recipe for the biscuits that Ted Lasso makes in the show. They are delicious. Pay attention to two friends of the show. We'll be right back.
0: What's going on, everyone? This
2: is your girl, Julie, host of It Goes Down in the PM. We talk about everything from work, motherhood, local celebrities to comic books tune in every friday at wine o'clock to find out what really goes down in the p.m
1: have you ever wondered what it would be like if time did stand still the flowers and the plants would never develop to their full potential And neither would you. Time is important to everyone. Plants, animals, and you. As you grow, you learn. And as you learn, you change and develop. And that development is the thing that determines your future. So time is our friend. If we use our time wisely, we'll enjoy all the good things that life has to offer. Teachers, do you ever have these feelings? Or have been told these things?
0: Do you want Kleenex for your classroom? Maybe you should think about buying your own, with your own money. You get the summer off, you can have a second job. Do you really need a pay raise? Oh, do you need to use the restroom? Maybe you can do that in the three minutes while students are changing classes. Boy, sure hope your room doesn't descend into Lord of the Flies in that time. Oh, things are going pretty good for one.
1: Surprise! Budget cuts. Well, you're in luck because we've got a book just for you.
0: Hi, everyone. It's Katie Kinder, educator, speaker, and author of Untold Teaching Truths. I invite you to purchase my book and join
2: this journey as we talk about the wild world of public education. Part memoir. Heart Strategy, it is available on Book Baby, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Teach on, Warriors. We've got this.
0: This is Country Boy for
1: One My Black History. And if you listen to my podcast, this is some of the things that you will enjoy. The term Jim Crow derives from early 19th century minstrel shows. It was a popular form of entertainment, which is the predecessor to Vaudeville. The shows consisted of a primarily white song and dance performer, crudely mimicking African-Americans for the enjoyment of white audiences. One of the earliest and most famous was Thomas Daddy Rice, who devised a strutting, dancing character supposedly mimicking a prancing crow. And the character became known as Jim Crow. And if this is the type of content that you enjoy, you can find more content like this at OneMicHistory.com. Janae Sergio, arriving. Hello,
2: everyone. This is Janae Sergio, life coach, combat veteran, and best-selling author. I invite you to purchase my new book, Perfectly Flawed, A Veteran's Journey from Homeless to Hero. In these pages, you will learn about the lowest struggles of my life to the absolute triumphs that have made me the strong woman I am today. Follow along as I talk about homelessness, my naval role in operation enduring freedom, navigating insurmountable odds, and how I dealt with and overcame them. You can find Perfectly Flawed on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or wherever books are sold.
1: Welcome back to episode 77 of The Derek Duvall Show. Let's get right back into the show with the conclusion of our interview with author and entrepreneur, Leigh Langston. Doing our research, we learned that you are a certified HIV prevention and testing specialist. How did you come around to doing that?
2: Well, what did I watch? I think I watched AIDS in America. It was a special that was on TV and it really went into the heart of who the victims were. And it was black people. Mm -hmm. And that really bothered me, especially something that's preventative. You know, if you just have safer sex, you get tested, but there's a lot of reasons why that doesn't happen as well. The stigma of the disease, access to care education about the disease. Um, So I just really got into wanting to do what I could to help. And I learned about a local um, agency called wellness, applied to work there and got all the training and certifications. I really enjoyed that job too. I had a good time and it helped me get over my fear of public speaking because I had to do a lot of public speaking
1: every week. What sort of topics would get discussed? Um,
2: I was giving um, HIV educational talks and giving, say, sex tips and things like that. And it's so funny talking to even teenagers and adults. Everybody, you talk about sex and everybody laughs and people have a lot of crazy questions. But it's good, though, because they a lot of people left knowing something they didn't know Mm -hmm. before they got there. So that's good it's it's you know one of the highest rates of transmission is unprotected sex so for me it's like come on you guys it's sex let's (laughs) i don't know it's just it's something about for me it was almost fun to talk about because it's like okay you were talking about sex people like sex let's let's do it safer let's have fun and there's fun ways to do it
1: safer i want to ask you now about the half series what is it about and how did it come to be
2: Yeah, it's basically, you know, someone that has a white parent and a black parent. And a lot of times the person turns out white passing, Mm -hmm. you know, or racially ambiguous, where you can't tell if they're black or not. You know, it's interesting because I have a mixed daughter and I have my quotation marks. because I hate mixed and biracial, but I mean, those are the terms they use. So it just drives me crazy, though. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think that she's Latin. (laughs) <laughs> you know really? yeah yeah you know she she's what they call racially ambiguous you can't look at her and tell what she is or if you do look at her you're going to think she's something other what she is even when she was a baby baby people thought she was mexican and it's just really interesting to me but yeah that's what the half series is about is about the colorism that um biracial slash mixed people experience when they look more white than black
1: I do want to know, if you had the chance of collaborating with anyone, who would it be?
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> That's such a hard question for me as a loner and an introvert. Who would I collaborate with? Oh, my hmm. God, Eric. Is this dead or alive? <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: it's your list. You tell me.
2: You know what? Let's bring Michael Jackson back. I love him. Let's, I'll collaborate with him.
1: <laughs> nice. Did you ever get to see him perform?
2: Yes, I have.
1: Really? Where did you see him play at?
2: Oh, boy. Let's see. The first time I saw him, I think I was four. That was somewhere in Detroit. I don't remember. It might have been the Cobo Arena there, maybe. Mm-hmm. I saw him when I was eight for the Victory Tour at the Pontiac Silverdome. I saw him when I was like 12 or 13 during the Bad Tour at the Palace of Auburn Hills. I saw him at the 30th Anniversary concert in uh, New York, yeah, I've seen them so many times,
1: yeah. That is so awesome. I am so jealous.
2: Don't be jealous because I can't even remember half of it. (laughs) It drives me nuts that my memory is the way it is.
1: Okay, quick segue. What is the best Michael Jackson album? Dangerous. No way. Outstanding. It's my favorite, too.
2: (laughs) Oh, get out of here. No, no,
1: for real. I think that uh, Dangerous performance, at the VMAs, legendary. The song, Who Is It?, is in my top five best Michael Jackson songs. Hell, the song Dangerous itself, the album title cover. It's amazing. It's incredible. It's one of my favorite songs. So, I mean, I can do this all day with you.
2: Yeah, we'll have to do a Michael show because you're a Michael (laughs) I can't believe you. I can't Uh believe you're a fan and you like Dangerous. Oh, my God.
1: Absolutely. What is something about yourself that other people don't realize?
2: That I'm not strong at all.
1: In what way would you characterize that answer?
2: I'm just, I'm not, you know, and it gets put on us as black women a lot. You're strong, be strong. Mm-hmm. We're we're suffering. We're not strong. We're doing the best we can, but we're not that strong.
1: Interesting. So with the Juneteenth holiday behind us, how far do you think Black Lives Matter, the movement has come?
2: Oh my goodness. It's a mess at this point, isn't it? With all of the drama that's come out about how the funds were used. See, all of this negative stuff, takes over the real message. The same thing happened with me too. All this negative stuff came behind that and it ruined the message. Mm -hmm. And I've always just been the proponent of let's just focus on the message. We we can't let this crazy stuff that goes on behind it affect the message, but it does. It was a temporary moment where all of the businesses did their performative, you know, we love black people thing. It was weird. It was Mm -hmm. weird.
1: I always like to ask one fun question as we enter the final phase of the interview. What kind of shows or music are you into right now?
2: Oh, man. Oh, whew. what do I watch all the time? Well, if I could, um, I love all the Housewives, Guilty Pleasure TV right there. What else am I looking at? I look at so much stuff. I look at YouTube a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, my recommendation list, I look at a lot. I watch the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard trial. I started watching the latest Stranger Things. I watched so many things. I watched the story of Oh, that movie, Yikes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> A lot of eighties, nineties music, R and B pop.
1: So what are your future plans?
2: I gotta go to work tonight. That's what's next for me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got to go to work tonight.
1: Yeah, that's what's next. As we begin to wind down this interview, what would be the best way for my listeners to follow your adventures online?
2: Um, Go to Dangerously.biz. That's B-I-Z, not .com. Dangerously.biz, and that's L-E-E.
1: I am my interviews with my favorite question. And the question is this. If the entire planet was listening to this broadcast, what would be the one thing you want to say to the people of Earth?
2: Go to dangerouslead.biz, please, and subscribe. Lay, <laughs> <laughs> <Nice.
1: laughs> thanks ever so much for taking the time to come on the show. This has been absolutely amazing. All right, thank you. I Have fun. And just like that, nation, we come to the end of episode 77. <clears throat> I know, right? I want to thank Lay again for being so gracious with her time. I encourage everyone to check out her website, and buy her book. She is an absolute treat, and Lay, I'm keeping my promise, we will do a Michael Jackson tribute show together down the line. You have my word on it. We still have so much more good stuff coming your way, as some of the more perceptive of you have realized we've gone to a two-episode-a-week release schedule to keep up with the demand of recorded-to-release ratio. So stay tuned, as we are still kicking out amazing content. Also, have you had a chance to check out our store on T Public? We have everything from magnets, stickers, and mugs. Be sure to go to our website, DerekDevallShow.com. Look on the banner on the left that says Merch. Click that, and you'll be taken to our store on Public. and we want to thank Public for being such great partners. On behalf of the entire team here at the Derek DeVall Show, I want to say to each and every one of you listening, the Billie Jean is not my lover. She's just a girl who claims that I am the one, but you know what, folks? The kid is not my son. No God bless, and see you next time. Planet Earth. This has been a
0: recording of The Derek Duval Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvalShow.com, to explore past episodes and find links to purchase merchandise. Please subscribe to our social media channels on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Derek Duval Show.